Welcome everyone to um, to another uh, you know Zoom meeting. Uh, I know we're all very um, apart in distance, but we're very close um, in spirit. And I think that's a really powerful thing um, uh, in during this time of of Corona. Uh, and I think that's something that I found really encouraging as well is that I've actually felt like I'm closer to a lot of people um, and not distant. So um, just to start off with, um, you know, um, obviously. Um, please make sure your your tithings are um, still, um, you know, being you know committed to your tithings, and all the BSB and account number um, information is with the leaders, with Rana and um, Stephen and um, all the leaders. Um, and um, and like, as like we said, um, questions just put them through as if anything comes up, that anything that you feel like um, you you, know, you want to ask about a bit more, um, and that we can all talk about after, even in the breakout rooms. Just put it in the chat. And if you want to um, message anonymously as well, please do that with your leaders. Um, I think um, that would be really good. So um, I think uh, just before we start, I think we should pray. Um, and Dave, if you don't mind opening in prayer, um, I pray all the time. So if you can pray for us, please. So Lord, we thank you for the time that we can spend with each other, even if it's over uh, computers, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that uh, it doesn't matter where we are, you're still there with us. And we just ask you, Lord, that you would... Um, speak to each and every one of us what we would need to hear lord and make uh, our time um fruitful and beneficial um and i just pray that um everyone particularly all over the world lord, that you would be a comforter and a healer um during these times and just now pray amen 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 awesome well the um the topic that we're uh, going to be talking about today is um loyalty and um Loyalty is not something that I've really thought about before. And it's not something that we think about on a regular basis, especially when it comes to loyalty to God. Um, we always think about, you know, uh, loyalty to a, uh, to a particular soccer club or like a particular, um, uh, and whatever, whatever it is, like even if it's a game or like loyalty to something and also loyalty to our friends and family and that kind of thing. Um, but often we don't really think about our loyalty to God and um, what that can look like in our daily lives. Um, and whether our loyalty is affected uh, or if it's tested um, and, you know, what things we can do to, um, to really um, prevent uh, our ten temptation and things to test our loyalty with God for, towards God. And, um, and that's when, when David and I were talking about it, I thought, even though it's nothing controversial or something that we don't really, we've never talked about before, I think it can still be interesting. Uh, and I think it's still, it could still be something that we can, um, we can get out a, a lot out of. And there are a lot of characters in the Bible um, who uh, we're going to have, we're going to look at and see who, uh, which people, um, you know, denied their loyalty for God and, um, and those who, who kept strong and stayed strong um, with him. So, you know, I just, I was just thinking like, what situations have I been personally um, have uh, where my loyalty has clearly been uh, compromised. Uh, and I was actually, I thought back when I was very young, um, I think I've told this story before. I was really, really young um, in Jordan. Uh, growing up, I was um, in, a, in an Islamic school. It was an old Islamic school. Um, and um, I was one of maybe three Christians, my sister and I, and then a third person. Um, and I remember, you know, st was still starting off and um, uh, one of the teachers, and actually one of the teachers, one of the, like a senior student, he asks, um, oh, we'll make a, it was, all this is in primary school. Uh, we'll make like a soccer team and we'll play like just, you know, during like breaks or whatever, and just like during recess. And, um, and 
obviously kids are like they're blunt and honest. They don't have uh, they don't sugarcoat anything. So I got asked in order to get into the team. I got asked if I was a Christian or a Muslim. And um, and obviously I really wanted to be on that team. Like I, I really wanted to I really wanted to play. So I with that hesitation I said I was Muslim. And yeah. Anyway, so I was thinking. Um, that was a that was a and this just came to me like when I was thinking about this. I'm like, I wonder how how I would feel if I if you know if I was in a situation like that now. Uh, and I remember back then I, I told my parents I I denied Christ and I'm a blas you know this is blasphemy I'm gonna go to hell. Um, and and <laughs> I think I started crying because of denying Christ. Um, and I think uh, you know that was um, that was a real uh, you know kind of opening like an eye opening moment for me. Um, that genuinely um, I think a loyalty. Uh, for God can um, uh, you know that can be tested and and we can we can uh, we can lose it sometimes and we can come back into and we'll, we'll discuss a lot of things um, about that and I guess um, um, our first question for for tonight um, and I think that's something that will resonate with a lot of us is why does our loyalty change um, and I think Dave I, that's that's the first thing I would love to talk to you about is like what what why does our loyalty sometimes change um, due to circumstances and seasons. Like it sometimes can be for God and sometimes can be not against God. What do you think, man? Well, I think uh, if I was psychoanalyzing young, young Fadi in front of that soccer team, um, I think there's probably two really big reasons why our loyalties change. And I think in your story, maybe it's why your loyalty changed in that moment. One is for belonging, like trying to belong and trying to kind of fit in a little bit. And the other is, when it's kind of connected, is probably selfish motives and, and our own desires. Um, I reckon a lot of the time it's not convenient to, you know, stand up for um, what you believe in or to align yourself with a, a, a dude who was, you know, alive 2,000 years ago and supposedly died and then was resurrected. That doesn't always, that's not always a convenient thing to kind of say you know, I believe that and, and I'm in relationship with that dude um, and it can sound weird. And so I think, yeah, both belonging and and a little bit of a desire to, you know, trying to hide that under the rug for my own selfish desires, whatever they may be, whether they even, they might not even be wrong necessarily, but just, yeah. What about you? What do you reckon? Um, I think... Again, um, very similar reasons like belonging and having a sense of purpose um, in, in, um, just in life. Um, but I think also sometimes lack of courage um, and uh, lack of, of a solid foundation, really. Um, and it's especially really courage. I think when you look at moments like that, um, you're kind of, there's, there's like a moment of being scared uh, and that, you, um, that you're not strong enough to stand up for, for God and for what you believe in. Uh, and I think even if you look outside of, you know, um, outside of, you know, the spiritual life, uh, people who become disloyal, um, it's because they were, um, you know, they, they, they stopped believing uh, in, a, in a particular cause. Um, and I think a lot of that is because they, they don't know if they even belong to that. And that's on your, on your point of belonging. They don't believe um, that they even belong to that to that cause or they don't have a sense of purpose in that. So that's why they become disloyal. Like, you know, for someone who, let's say, I don't know, um, serves a specific, a particular country, um, I don't know, for, like a spy. He's a spy for MI5 or MI6 uh, for England. And then suddenly, um, you know, his allegiance changes to, uh, to become a Russian spy and uh, or whatever. 
you know he he must have just lost the uh, the sense of of belonging and and he doesn't know what 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 his purpose is anymore um and you know not having that strong foundation and i think it's the same with us with 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 christ it's um uh with you know having it's loyalty is not like a it's not a superficial thing it's a very deep um thing that is wavered in our relationship with god uh, mm. so i don't think it's something that we can come it can come like overnight um mm. so i think if if you know if someone were to lose his loyalty it's because they um they just want to and i think losing loyalty is not the same as questioning your 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 place um mm. so yeah so yeah as, that's, that's what i, I was, as you were talking i actually uh, thought of Judas Iscariot um, and you know he's journeying around hanging around with Jesus for three years um, and <clears throat> as soon as it became clear to him that Jesus wasn't the kind of Messiah that he was kind of signing up for um, he's like you know what peace out um, I'm going to betray him I'm going to cash in um, and his loyalty went out the window and this is a guy who you know three years of his life and three years of watching this guy um, you know do amazing things um, and three years of getting to know him. And yet he was willing to throw it all away just because his expectations weren't met. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like, you know, it was, there was a bit of belonging, uh, lack of belonging there. There was a bit of selfishness there as well. There was a little bit of, um, you know, uh, this kind of desire to, to, to please and gratify self rather than, um, you know, yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's another aspect of it is, is, um, is our self, um, just, um, our self gain. Yeah. Uh, that is your loyalty because you're, you're there to gain something, um, or is it out of love, um, and out of, out of true belief and faith? Um, and I, I think that's another whole, uh, dimension of loyalty is faith. Um, and you know, if, if, if my loyalty is tested, does that mean my, my faith is tested? And if I, ch you know, um, if my, my, my loyalty changes with seasons and circumstances, does that mean that my faith is always also affected? Mm. Well, yeah. what do you mean by faith? I think, um, faith is a, you know, it's a, it's, it's obviously a fundamental part of, of, of Christianity, of our, of our belief. Um, and you know, faith is, it's, um, it's really just putting your trust in God, not, not knowing um, what's about to, to happen or, or, you know, just completely putting your, your trust in him, um, to take, you know, to, to completely guard your life and, and, uh, take charge of your life and knowing that he, he's the one that died, um, for you on the cross to, to be with him in, in for, you know, eternal life. And, and I think without faith, um, we really should be scared of, 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 you know, of, um, of hell and not, not being with him. Uh, so I think faith there, yeah. and what do you, what do you reckon? Well, yeah, I think you, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. It's trust. And, you know, if you're not going to like, if I was an MI6 agent, which, you know, I have less of a reason to be one than you, but if I was, and, uh, it turned, turned out that, uh, I stopped trusting my government or my whatever, then all of a sudden my loyalty is very easily, uh, won over or swayed somewhere else. So I think you're absolutely right. I think faith in the context of, you know, trust, trust that, well, God is real for one, one thing, but trust also that he has my best interests at heart. Trust that he, he does love me, that the Bible is real, that what it says is real. Um, uh, that's the beginning point of that relationship. And 
And then as that relationship develops, so does the loyalty, the um, desire to be uh, intimate um, and to be, you know, true to that relationship um, in, in all the different facets um, where that can kind of manifest. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Trust is key. Well, I guess, though, that's a pretty good um, transition to something that I think is very challenging. We keep talking about, all right, losing loyalty and, and, and you know, or, you know, say, for example, Judas, right? He, his loyalty was lost um, and he betrayed Jesus. So I guess what qualifies as a betrayal? Or what qualifies as something that, because uh, I don't know about you, but there are many moments in my day-to-day life where I feel like I will uh, betray Jesus. I'll betray, you know, my good conscience and, and, and my walk with him. And I know that I compromise myself. Um, what, yeah. Like, does that mean I'm Judas? Mm. Um, that's, yeah, I think for me, loyalty, um, how that manifests itself in my life is, is obedience. Um, and you know, just having, uh, being obedient to God, um, is, is a very challenging thing. And I, I've found that in my life. I, and especially with, with little things like, not little things, actually, just things like worry. Uh, and you know trusting in, in you know in the next step that he's got and that kind of thing and I've always been really really bad at that I've, I've always um, tried to take everything upon myself um, and you know kind of um, uh, just you know I figure everything everything out for my own and, and really just worry um, that you know that you know I'm on my own or that kind of thing but I think God knows that we're not we're not perfect and we're never going to be a hundred percent you know we, we I think what God sees is our intention and how we uh, and how we really live for Him, especially when it comes to obedience. I think that's that's how for me um, is I show my loyalty to God is that I do the things that He He wants me to do, um, and you know living for Him, telling people about Him. But I think when I when I do tremble and I do, um, you know, I, and I don't do those things, um, I've never personally felt like I was a Judas because. You know, and that's that's another thing that we, I want to talk about later is you know having the salvation and can you really lose your salvation just because you 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 know I've, your loyalty has been tested? But I think I've never felt like a Judas, only because I know um, that God listens to me and He understands that it's um, you know it, that I, I do my best to um, to live for Him. And I think when Judas made a decision to completely betray Jesus. Um, that is a, it's a very fundamental thing. And it's not something that we, you know, it's, it's not something that you can take lightly. So I think comparing yourself to Judas every time you, you sin, um, I think is a, is dangerous because you'll think that you'll never, you'll never be good enough to be with Christ. Um, so it's a matter of the heart. It's what's going on deep inside rather than necessarily the moment to moment actions and activities. Yeah, but they're very important as well. You can't say my heart is good, but I'm still sinning and I'm still doing, uh, you know, the, the everyday moment is still bad. Um, I think asking God for the for the strength to, um, you know, to 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 truly live your heart and to live uh, a, a life in His image, um, it's it's very hard. Like, and I've I've even struggled with that a lot, um, and I think we all do. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I, I actually wanted to look at as well, like other things that that we can and i think uh, i looked at the old testament and i think the people of of israel and how they um and how they worshiped other gods even though you know god 
took them out of slavery and um, they were in in the desert with Moses and they still um, they still um, you know managed to to find other gods for them to worship and I think that's that's a that's a that's a big act of disloyalty uh, because the first commandment that you know God said is that you love him uh, and you have no other god than but him and that's it um, so and I think for you know you know as youth and young adults and stuff we we're, we're never you know especially especially us as a group we're never going to have other gods or like pagan gods to to worship uh, i think it's it becomes things like like money um and status and just you know success and even even things like church and religion um we can be worshiping that so much and like having that at the center of our life so much that we forget what the true what the true purpose is and we forget about jesus because we're so focused on um, on like you know being the religious person or doing this all these like legalistic things, uh, so we forget. And I think that's also an act of disloyalty. Um, is is you know replacing God um, with money, status, you know just being want to be successful in your job, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know how you feel about that, Dave. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think um, I think that was one of Jesus's biggest criticisms towards the religious leader of his leaders of his day was um, you know. You think you're being faithful. You think that you're being loyal to God um, in your very like act of condemning me or your act of you know trying to push me away. Um, but actually, in in the act of denying Jesus, in the act of pushing Jesus away, the thing that they thought was being loyalty, they actually were completely blind to what true true faithfulness, true loyalty to their God was. And he was standing right in front of them the whole time. Um, and I think that it's really one of the things that we do as human beings and we're very good at is we're very good at making our agenda the agenda and, and convincing ourselves that we're right no matter what. And I think the, 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 the challenge of being a Christian, the challenge of following Jesus is to make Jesus the center and the focus and his will, his ways, the priority, and to constantly be searching for that and, 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 and trying to live into that um, so that we don't, um, you know, be disloyal or, you know, unfaithful or whatever. And, um, you know, you get so many stories in the Bible. You mentioned Israel being, uh, you know, essentially idolatry and, and, well, God himself says to Israel many, many times, through the prophets that they essentially cheated on him um, yeah, through yeah. their activities and their actions. And, um, and, but you see, when you would, when, when the prophets would go around and talk to the people of Israel, I'm thinking about a prophet, uh, Jeremiah, um, the people would be like, no, we're not. It's fine. Everything's okay. And you'd get other prophets coming around saying, God's ha very happy with us right now. And, and everything's going great. And like, we delude ourselves into thinking that everything's okay um, and yet it's not. And I think, yeah, so I think, I think part of this whole loyalty thing is to really like be, allow ourselves to be examined and, and really like be introspective about it and kind of say, well, how am I living? How am I thinking? How am I engaging with God? And is it really in line with what he wants for me? Um, or is it just me? doing my own thing and I'm just cheating on him and I just don't care. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I think that leads us on perfectly to a character in the Bible um, that I think a lot of the stuff you said, especially about, you know, 
pushing Jesus away, um, denying him, that kind of thing, um, is Peter, um, you know, one of his closest friends and disciples. Um, you know, on multiple occasions, um, we see him, um, you know, in, in the, just before Jesus's, um, you know, uh, death and crucifixion, uh, he's, you know, just before him, he tells him, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. And then um, when he gets asked about it, um, we, all, we all know how that turned out. And, you know, the first thing he did was deny him three times. Um, and it's crazy to think that someone who's been so close to Jesus, um, you know, and just like have that really like close relationship, just, just with him as a friend, like forget, forget he was, you know, forget that he was God for one second and just having him as a friend. And I think we all have that in our lives. We all have really close friends. And the fact that you can just like deny someone like that is, is, you know, it's kind of scary. Um, and, you know, I would hate for it to happen to me or to, you know, to anyone. And, um, and another time where Peter was, um, you know, it's kind of tested as well is um, just, and that, that, that kind of, you know, um, did open my eyes a little bit is when, um, you know, when, when there was a storm and they were out fishing and um, uh, you know, there's a huge storm. They, they, Peter sees Jesus coming in the distance, walking on water and, um, and, you know, Jesus tells him to come, um, to come. And, but, you know, he has, he had his eyes focused on him and he had this loyalty, but the moment he looked away and the moment he looked down on the water, you know, had that distrust for one second, he started to drown. Um, so I guess, you know, like, what are the consequences of, of us, um, you know, not having that complete faith and loyalty in, in God? Like, what are the consequences that we can see in our lives these days? Uh, we can see Peter, in, you know, completely, uh, just because he took his eyes away for that one second um, of Jesus and uh, just completely being for him, um, th that's what happened to him. So, yeah, what are you um, Well, I think, I think if you're disloyal and you're not part of a relationship, uh, then this, like, like, what I mean is, if you think you're a Christian, but you're not a Christian, um, and you're like living your own life, and you know, you're, you have absolutely nothing, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is not convicting you of any of what you're doing is wrong, or, or you know, against God, or that God has a better way or another way for you, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the consequences are nothing. Um, I think that the only consequences of disloyalty um, come when you're in that relationship because all of a sudden um, disloyalty in a relationship breeds disharmony and, and problems. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a breaking of trust. Like you've said, there's a, um, there's guilt, there's, there's shame. There's this recognition of, Oh, I let that person down. I let myself down. I let that person down. This is not who I want to be. Um, this is not who I'm supposed to be. Um, and so there's, there's that, that little bit of a death in the relationship, you know, so to speak. And I mean, you, you see this all the time when there's been a marriage that's broken down because of, you know, a, a, a cheating or something like that. Yes. So I, I think the consequences really um, uh, exist and are really felt and palpable when, uh, when that relationship is there, which is both a sad thing um, because it's not nice to experience any of those things, but it's also a very good thing in the sense that it can help you course correct. And, you know, God, thank God that God is such a merciful God and that he's so willing to forgive and that he did everything possible to allow us to be forgiven. So, um, 
you know, our, our failing, our, our disloyalty can actually be one of the main drivers to reconciliation and to deeper intimacy. Um, but on the flip side, uh, there's, there's a cost. There's a cost always to, to disloyalty. And, and, you know, in Peter's case, like you were saying, you know, there's, a, there's that terror, there's that fear as he drowns. And, um, and, and like, you know, until Jesus pulls him up and kind of says, whoa, bro, like you with little faith, come on, like, let, mm-hmm. pull, you, pull yourself together. And, and then later, which, I mean, you know, personally, I, I feel for Peter, like, you know, I probably would have anyway. Um, and then, and then on the flip side, um, you know, Jesus, Jesus is, is resurrected. He meets with his disciples after Peter has denied him. And Peter, Peter and Jesus sitting down having a meal together. And Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Um, and each of those times with increasing, like, uh, increasing, like, sadness, Peter says, yes, of course I love you. But you see those three times of, of do you love me? And Peter affirming his love for Jesus are the three times he needed to kind of truly, well, repent turn away but also and recognize his three denials um and i think that you know but here's the thing jesus wasn't doing that to be cruel he wasn't doing that to be you know annoying and kind of like rubbing it rubbing peter's failure in his face it's kind of like you know are you in this with me and affirming uh the set for and also an act of forgiveness it's like i know okay let's get on with it kind of thing and um so yeah, the cost, but that that's a cost. Imagine imagine hearing that from Jesus yourself, you know, three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? That that there's you know that's not nice. But um, but at, at the very least, you know, he's he's gracious to allow us the opportunity to say yes and to move on from it. So yeah, what do you reckon? Is there anything else you had in mind? I actually well, the, the next thing I was going to ask as well is, you know, with with um with the times that we have denied Jesus or some, someone like Peter or like even just us personally, what, what does that say about us, about us as, as, and as, as children of God? Um, you know, if we, if we question our, um, our loyalty and like, it's, it's kind of tested. Um, what does that say about us as believers? Um, and, and I was thinking, you know, like it's, it's a very hard one because, you know, like you can never, you're never going to be, um, I don't know, like it's, it's a, it's, like having that complete allegiance um, and loyalty to something or someone, um, I don't know if if you know it's it's very hard to 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 get to get that get to that stage, um, and I think as Christians we always and I think sin sin is a big is a big um, is a big determining factor of where our loyalty is, uh, and and what is, what does it say about us as Christians um, is that really the only thing we can do is to try and live more like him and more like Jesus and his, his image. I think if we look the only person who was truly loyal, um, you know, a hundred percent of the time through one of the biggest hardships was Jesus. Jesus was loyal to his father. Um, you know, him dying on the cross, um, and you know, just completely that was, that's the ultimate act of loyalty and that's what we should be looking up to. Um, so, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Like, what does it say about us? Um, what does it say about us to to like as in to fail or to fail to, to to you know when our loyalties change and are tested what what does that say about the struggle what? i think i think it really depends on um the outcome uh i think i think that 
you know? I don't know. I think that when it comes to, um, when it comes to, you know, okay, let's say, let's say uh, I'm Fadi on the soccer pitch and um, uh, I'm being told, hey, are you a Muslim or are you a Christian? Knowing that if I say I'm a Christian, I'm going to be rejected. Um, and if I'm Muslim, then bro, I'm, I'm center full, uh, center, center striker. I got this or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, so, um, uh, um, I guess in that situation, it, it does reveal a whole bunch of stuff, whether I fail or, or, or pass that, 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 that crossroad. Um, if I say yes, that I am a Christian, um, and I get rejected, well, it says to me that, you know, God matters more than anything. And, and it also says to me that, um, well, it says hopefully to, to others that, that heard that, that, you know, there are more important things than, the, you know, being included in, in, in whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if the opposite, then it says, well, the opposite. It says that, you know, I, I don't necessarily value um, this relationship or, or whatever else. And then the, the real hard question is why? Like, and, and I think that's the very first question we, we started off with is like, why? Um, is it because I'm afraid? Is it because I'm selfish? Is it because I, uh, you know, I actually don't really care. Um, and, uh, and I think when we are Christians, like, cause we've all had that moment, that moment where, we know we should be doing something else and we aren't or, or we're doing something that we know we shouldn't be doing. And uh, when you wake up to that moment, and hopefully we do wake up to that moment, when you do wake up to that moment, you really do have to like look at yourself in the mirror and uh, like be honest with yourself and be honest with God and like say, Hey, I'm sorry. And I think if you don't have, I think the best thing about that situation is that you recognize there's a struggle. And if there's that struggle going on, then that means you're alive because Paul himself talks about, I do what I don't want to do and I don't want to do what I do. Um, and I find it really hard to live a life that uh, is consistent with what I know to be true and what the truth in what Jesus did on the cross and, and his resurrection. And so the reality is, if I have that struggle in me, whether because I succeeded or I failed, or I just hit that crossroads and it was difficult, well, then that's a good thing. If I don't have that struggle within me, if, if like some people here are listening and, and they're thinking and they're like, I can't think of anything that's like that, or anytime I was disloyal or, or struggled or whatever else, either you're a saint and God bless you and that's fantastic, or, um, you know, maybe maybe double check and see, um, you know, w what's the situation. like. Are you doing things that maybe as Israel did, as, as uh, Judas may have done, you know, these moments where you think it's fine and you, you con yourself into thinking everything is fine, but it's, it's not. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? Like, is yeah. there any experiences that you can think of or? I think to be honest, um, just on the daily, like just sinning itself, I do feel, you know, just any sin that you commit is, uh, I feel like it's, it's like a step away you take from God and it's like turning your back against him um, a little bit and saying, yeah, I, I'm, I'm living for this world and not for you anymore. And, and I, I, it's, it's a very, it's a very dark, like kind of area um, of our life is sin. Um, and, um, and, and actually, again, another, another thing I want to look at is like, if, even just 
questioning God, just questioning God and asking, um, you know, is this, is this even, you know, just having that, like Job, when he was, when he was, um, you know, tested in, in, um, in the Old Testament, when he was, uh, you know, all his, he was given a very bad sickness, his, um, you know, his, everything that he owned was taken away from him, his, his children died, everything, everything. Um, he, he started to question himself, he started to think, was I, uh, did I sin, did I sin against you, Lord, or like, you know, having that kind of, just even questioning God, um, does that, what do you think of that? Does that make me a bad person if I question God? Uh, does that make me a disloyal if I if I question him? Um, no, no. And I think I think if you if you look at any time where someone genuinely like question, I think there's like two types of questioning God. There's the one that's like the insolent, um, you know, like you know, I like with pride, with arrogance, with um, like you know with just essentially a bad attitude and, and, yeah. and with like no desire to see truth. Right. Um, I think in that situation, well, you're not going to get anything and uh, you know, your, your pride is going to be heaped on your head, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, there's a lot of warnings about that in scripture, but um, for those who genuinely seek God and wrestle with God um, and you see this over and over and over and over again throughout the whole Bible, um, you see it in the book of Lamentations when a, a whole book dedicated to people who are crying out to God saying, why, 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 and talking about their suffering and misery. You see it in the Psalms where there's multiple poetic, um, uh, you know, uh, discussions and, and, and agitations against God. See it in the book of Job uh, where it's like literally a whole story about a guy who um, essentially thinks that God, he didn't do something he didn't do he didn't do anything to deserve the suffering and he didn't do anything to deserve the suffering that he had uh placed on him and and wrestling with god about well what the heck is going on here um and i think the outcome of each of these uh and then in the new testament you can see it through many different um uh, stories as well um not not least of which jesus by the way um you know wrestling with god in the garden of gethsemane um, but at the end of each of these stories, anytime someone genuinely struggles with God, um, there, there tends to be one common outcome, and that is that um, they come to see God um, for who he is, um, and it fills them with awe, it fills them with terror, it fills them with, um, like, you know, it fills them with just a desire to be more intimate with him rather than to disconnect with him. Um, and, and coming face to face with God, um, while not always a, a pleasant, in fact, most of the time, not a pleasant experience in the Bible. Um, it's actually something that leads to most people saying, this is the only way, no matter what has happened before, this is the only way forwards. He is the only way forwards um, and, and wanting to, to step deeper and actually investing more of their loyalty in God rather than pulling away from him. So, um, no, I think that uh, doubting God, wrestling with God genuinely um, is, is part of the process. It's part of the walk of, of humanity. And it's, it's what we're called to do. It, again, if there is no struggle in your life and, and there's no struggle with God and like trying to understand him or trying to like either for yourself or for, existentially like the you know then you know you're you're kind of deluding yourself a little bit or 
or you're not really like actually having a relationship you know what i mean um yeah what do you reckon is there have have there been any times for you that you've kind of doubted or struggled or kind of wrestled with god Mm. i think that one of the main things that kind of um you know i I struggle with as well and i see other people struggling with as well and i think that's one thing that makes me even more um uh, just even more like not doubtful i don't want to say doubtful i'm never doubtful it's just um, it's something that I, I think about a lot is, is even the, even, you know, how, how can I, how can I stay loyal to God and stay true to God? Even when I'm seeing a, a lot of suffering around me, sure. um, if there's a lot of, a lot of people truly suffering around me and, um, and I can see that they, uh, they, they can't see God in, a, in any situation and, and people who are not believers and people who, who don't have a relationship with him. Um, how does, um, you know, how does, how does my life, how can my life, you know, affect, you know, be helpful to them in, in seeing God and, and, uh, and understanding that suffering is, you know, is because of our sins or whatever it is. And I'm like, well, why did I suffer? If it's, uh, that's something that I've struggled with is um, because I've been, I've, you know, that, that classic question that we always get in school or uni uh, or work. Um, if God exists, why is there suffering? Or why should I stay loyal to God if I'm suffering or if there is suffering in the world? Uh, and I think that's one thing that um, I think about a lot. And, the me- I think that just brings us back to our first question, which is just faith, like just having faith in him and knowing that whatever it is um, that he just, ha- you know, at the end of the day, he is in control. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't know what you think of that topic. I know suffering is a big topic and like it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a tangent, but that it is one thing um, that, can, that can question my, you know, my, um, my loyalty for God. Yeah. And, and, then, and I think that's, a, I think that's a, sorry to interrupt, but I think that's a very, um, I want to say immature, but like, I think if I, you know, being a stronger, having a stronger, you know, foundation in God, you'll understand that suffering is something, but I think that's just something I struggle to see in other people as well. Like I want people to understand that it's, you know, it's, um, but God is still there and he loves us and it, but it's so hard. Um, you know, if, if I meet someone who's, who's going, one of my best friends in Egypt, um, suffered from, um, uh, from cancer for you know from from the age of 15 to the age of 18 when he passed away um and i look at his parents and i look at his his younger sister and, and like who are all devout you know devoted christians um and i think surely that must have been something that really tested where they stand with god and like did you really did you really look after us and like did you really love us um if we had to go through this like um it's so it was you know it's that experience that makes me think like Hmm. Yeah. yeah well do you do you know how they got through it did you, did you do I, um, I, I i do i do so they they i it's like i can never know someone's heart and I, i'll never i'll never know someone's um intentions but they they seem to to you know to pull through it very well um like personally he was one of my closest closest friends um i was in england when he was in egypt and i think i talked a, a lot about this with my house parents mr and mrs ling is like um one of my, you know, uh, one of my closest friends, uh, he was, he committed his whole life to God, um, you know, in, in his youth ministry and everything. And then, you know, having to go through something like that, um, you know, like, I, again, that's such just a young me thinking, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think the, 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 the older you are in faith, the, um, but I think that's something we all struggle with is yeah. that if, yeah. if, especially if you've had like suffering that close to you. Yeah. I don't think you can brush away that question lightly at all. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that there's any, um, 
I don't think that there's any answer that makes everyone happy, so to speak. Uh, and I don't, and really, like, I think that there is always going to be that um, tension. Uh, like, I'm keen to hear how you went through it all. But I think one thing that my mind always goes to is that, you know, we live in a world that, um, that, is created by God and that's loved by God, but is also not fully um, what th the reality of what God wants it to be. It's this idea of it being the kingdom of God now in, in, in the sense of, you know, revealed in Jesus and revealed in, in, you know, other people who follow Jesus. It's, it's the kingdom now, but it's also the kingdom not yet. It's the kingdom that we're waiting to see come fully. Um, where there won't be suffering, where there won't be pain, where there won't be, um, you know, any, 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 any awful, um, any awful thing happen. Um, but that tension, uh, that tension between that now and not yet, um, I think the way that we're called to like live into that is to, to, as corny as it sounds, to be people who usher more of that kingdom into existence mm -hmm. while we are here. Um, and, you know, things like, you know, things like cancer research, things like being a good friend to someone who's suffering, um, things like, um, you know, charity and, and opening your home to those who, who need it, opening your wallet, opening your, you know, being good news, not just believing in good news, but being good news to people. Actually, I remembered something as well. Sorry to interrupt you, but when you when you said, "How did the family cope with it?" Yeah, um, I, I it's coming back to me now. Is one thing I've I noticed um, is was how much they talked about God because of his death and because of his suffering, um, and that's something that also I did in England. People ask, you know, they um, people are asking me like, um, you know, how are you going and that kind of thing, and you know, God always came up in the conversation like that. Um, so I think, you know, through suffering, our loyalty is kind of um, uh, cemented in him more. Um, yeah, that, that's just something that came to mind as you were saying, you're like, what, like, just instead of just being, uh, instead of just believing in the good news, actually being good news. And, uh, and I think, you know, that whole dark tunnel of, um, of, of suffering and, you know, cancer and being in hospital for three years of your life and um, that kind of thing at the end of it, even though it was a tragedy um, on earth, it was a, it was a great, um, you know, blessing for other people as well to, to hear more about him and to, yeah. And I, I remember very clearly, I, I talked to a lot of my white mates in England, um, you know, like who, who don't really care about God and like, um, you know, just, just a general, um, just having that conversation with them. It was a, it was a very good catalyst for it, I think. Mm. So yeah, I think that's a, it was yeah. a, a good thing. Um, but yeah. The other thing I guess that's worth pointing out um, is that, you know, the, the New Testament writers talk about particularly suffering and pain as the, the, the crucible or the fire that refined. What? Sorry. I think that was, um, it was just Andrew or Anthony Coulter. Sorry, don't worry. Someone unmuted this. Um, yeah. It, the, the pain and suffering is the, um, the kind of the fire that refines us um, and that, um, you know, that we have, we have these moments and these opportunities to, to grow in them, but 
you know, that sounds very harsh if you don't know one key thing and that's that God journeys with you through the fire Um, and that he's the one who went through it all um, uh, so that one day none of us would ever have to go through it again. Um, But while we go through it now in the kingdom now, but not yet, um, there's still a process of development and good that can come out of it, uh, both internally for me, um, but also hopefully, yeah, that it could be a source for good for others as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that the, 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 the hope for a person who says that they follow Jesus is that their life would be not a blessing to themselves or a, a happy time for themselves, but that it would be a blessing for others, that our whole life would be outwards. And, you know what, uh, I, I think it was, I can't remember who said this, but I feel like it was something to do with Abraham Lincoln because he, he was depressed and his wife was depressed and whatever. But someone said something along the lines of people who go through things like depression or, you know, go through the worst of, of things um, are the people who are most empathetic and the people who are most, uh, well, who are most equipped to help others in those situations. And that doesn't mean that it's good to go through these things, but what it does mean is that God can use those things to then bring about more good for his yep. glory and for that, the benefit of other people. Um, yeah. And I guess as a Christian, my choice is to either surrender my pain and my suffering to him, um, or it's to resent him for it. And he, he allows us to, to make that choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that leads us on nicely to the, just to the last question that last couple of minutes that I want to talk about is, is what things we can do to prevent those loyalties from changing and like having that loyalty to God, what things, practical things we can do um, to prevent that from happening. Um, I, I, mean, I guess, yeah, I guess the first thing for me is, um, is discipline really. Um, and just, um, again, if you think back to the army scenario or like a, or like a police scenario, they always have like, you know, really um, very disciplined structures and, you know, like you do this and this and this. So discipline is a big thing. And I think for us, um, you know, what that translates to is, you know, are, are we just really in true relationship with him? Uh, re- reading the Bible regularly, um, having our time with him regularly, praying, praying with others, and also surrounding ourselves with the right people. Um, you're very more, you're, you're more likely uh, to, to, to deny him uh, if you're around people who only... Uh, if you only, you know, if you only let, they only allow you into the soccer team uh, because of, you know, if you're a Muslim or Christian, if you're around those kind of people, you're more likely to tremble and you're more likely to be disloyal. Uh, so I think surrounding yourself with the right people, um, you know, that discipline um, is a very important thing. Um, I don't know, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the verse that comes to mind about that is, um, you know, Paul talking about himself, training himself like a boxer, um, you know, beating his body into submission, you know, ready for the fight or, or the, the marathon runner who's, you know, uh, training every day to, to be able to run that race. Well, um, I think you're absolutely right. The discipline. Um, and, and I think you're right. You know, things like reading your Bible, things like spending time with other people who say that they follow Jesus and, and leaning on each other and, and share, being vulnerable with each other and sharing your struggles um, and, and also your success and being encouraged by each other. Um, I think uh, prayer as well, both as a discipline as well as, um, you know, just communicating with God 
um, uh, and, and being open and honest and raw with God, like we were kind of talking about before. Um, and I think the other part of it is, um, well, I think, you know, as dumb as this is, and maybe this isn't helpful at all, but like, you know, I think you've got to be awake when you hit those forks in the road, the crossroads, you've got to be really awake and ready. Um, because if you're not, uh, well, you'll, you, you might just instinctively make the wrong decision or whatever, but, but also you, you miss out on, on the opportunity to be intentional in your loyalty and your, your, you know, ability to take a step forwards. And I think that being awake is partly our responsibility. And it's also partly the activity of the Holy spirit where he kind of makes us a little bit sensitive to these moments where we get to decide. Um, but I also think it is something that we've got to be, you know, as, as uh, uh, Peter says, uh, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil uh, walks around um, waiting to find anyone who he can devour. And like the idea is like, be awake, be alert. Jesus talks about this as well in a bunch of his parables. Um, be awake, be alert, uh, be ready. Uh, because you don't know, you don't know when your life will end. You don't know when these moments and these decisions will come up and you don't know when he'll come back again and, and when he'll, you know, stand, you'll stand before him and, and you kind of give an account of your life. Not that that's supposed to like guilt us into being good. Um, but, but that is supposed to kind of say to us, there is a constant urgency um, in the way that we approach our lives. Um, and we should feel that like we shouldn't feel, numb or desensitized or uh, asleep to it we should be awake um and so yeah well i don't know like if that's helpful or not but yeah 100 percent, no 100 percent, and that's what i well that's what i was thinking about as well like just um you know being vigilant and resilient um, and that kind of thing so yeah i think i i really hope that like at least one person got something out of us talking about this today i think it's it's a topic that we don't really think about um every day uh, and I think it's something that's very, very important in our relationship with God and, you know, um, you know, just having that, um, that really allegiance to him and just being completely for him and living for him. Um, and I think just, um, you know, we should be praying for each other and, uh, you know, surrounding ourselves with each other and um, holding ourselves, uh, each other accountable um, as well. If we, if we do see each other tremble. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, I'm, I think that's, that was a really good um really good uh, conversation and I, ho I hope someone you know at least some person got something out of it um, I, I did thank you very much I, I did too I did too I, did too. <laughs> I think um, uh, before we we wrap it up maybe we'll answer a question I don't get it. and there's one question uh, that we got asked is it wrong to want to focus on your career what do you reckon um, I don't is think that, it's, I don't loyalty sorry is that disloyalty I, I don't I don't think so, man. I think um, I think focusing on on something, uh, you know, as you, like your career or whatever whatever it is, but career musicianship, musicianship, whatever it is, um, I think if God is in the center of that focus, um, He will glorify. Like, and if His if if the glory is to Him in the end of the day, He will He will help you do that. He will help you focus on your career. Um, he, you know, that I think. God wants us to be successful and God wants us to be, um, you know, to really reflect him and, and, um, and, and have him shine through us, through our careers. And, and I think if we weren't successful and if, if we is very, you know, very average at whatever we did and we, we, we didn't put any effort in or we you know, have no integrity in that, 
I think that says a lot about us. Uh, that says a lot about God as well and our relationship with him. So really, I think it is very important to, to focus, but just to really, to ultimately um, have him as, at the center. And yeah. when I say focus on career, um, I hope they don't mean that like loving money is, is, the, um, is, is the objective. I think um, really uh, that's, that's when it becomes dangerous. And um, yeah, I, I don't think it's wrong at all. Yeah, I think going back to your point that you said at the start, it depends on the state of your heart. It depends on the, the, the why, why you're focusing on your career. And I think, um, you know, the only one that can really answer that is both the individual, like the person, as well as God himself. Um, but uh, I think a good, a good passage to kind of answer this question is, I think it's in Colossians chapter 3, um, uh, everything you do, do it unto Christ, do it unto God. Um, so whether that be your work, whether that be your studies, whether that be your relationships, um, what, what you do with your money, whatever it is, uh, you do it all to, to, to God. And, um, and I think if you live that way, um, then yeah, whatever you do, it's, it's going to be fine. We've also got a question that just came in. If someone only believes in science, but starts questioning you about God, is it your responsibility to prove them otherwise? Or should you leave it because you know there's no point? Or is there a point because you might be planting a seed? It's a very good question. Very good question. Yeah. Um, I think the whole science, are we going to do the science, garden science thing now? Um, but I think that's something I get asked a lot about, you know, because I, I quite like science and I, um, I quite like to, um, to argue with science as well, whatever it is like. Uh, if, if someone says anything, I'll say, where's, where's the evidence? Where's the randomized control trials about this or whatever? Um, so I think, you it's know, science... Double-blinded, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so I think it's, um, it's probably no, no, you know, it's a very important thing to, to stand up for what you believe for and just say, so, you know, um, I think that will show a lot about your, your, where your loyalty is. Um, and if, um, and I don't think, I, I think it's, it's a very long conversation if you want to prove God with science. Um, like God is way bigger than, um, than just some equation that we can do uh, to prove he, that he exists or he's bigger than some experiment that we can do. Um, and I think just really say like, um, I think just science, you know, complements that we, I can, I can prove some stuff that God did, you know, just having like, you know, nature and that kind of thing. That's something that, um, that we can we can explain with science, but you know it's we can't ex- say that God exists because of this. Science. I, I want to need your thoughts as well as a as a as a physician, um, and and um, yeah, I think and planting a seed as well. I think planting a seed like that's that's a very good point. Like you are planting a seed when you're doing that. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, please talk to me. Well, as a physician, <laughs> um, <laughs> as a GP, <laughs> um, look, I think this 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 is something that. Um, like goes back for me all the way to being a kid because again just like you you know this was something that um, I can't like when I say constantly I cannot understate how or overstate how how constant this was a lot of people would ask about this um, you know creation and and all this stuff and the way I used to deal with it is I used to I used to get my my gloves on and and get in the boxing ring and, and go for 10 rounds and whatever. I, I don't know anything about boxing as well as soccer. So yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe refrain from the sporting analogy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, start, I'll start with the analogy. Um, but 
um, what what ended up happening, or what I ended up realizing, was that um, by the end of that conversation and the boxing match that I would have with that person, no one was happy. Uh, I wasn't happy. The person wasn't happy. We all kind of got annoyed at each other, and it just, it, yeah. Um, now I've never had anyone ask me like sincerely. I've had people ask me because they wanted to fight, but I've never really had anyone ask me sincerely. So maybe it would be different if someone was asking me sincerely, but I think the way I would approach it now, um, is well, answer, answer as honestly as you can. And I think that, um, the way I would answer it these days is I would say, look, you can't prove or disprove God through science, um, full stop. Um, and, uh, but then I would try to quickly transition to the, the, the one thing that has made the biggest impact on my life. Um, and that was during university. I kind of went through a phase where I really started to doubt and second guess a lot of my beliefs. And, um, the one thing that pulled me through that whole time was, uh, I reread the gospels and I rediscovered Jesus. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my whole faith was not based on how well I could answer any question about creation or sex before marriage or any of these other controversial topics. It became purely based on this is a person like no other. Uh, Jesus is unlike anyone that you will ever meet in your whole life. Um, and he is in equal measures beautiful, intelligent, wise, terrifying, uh, intense funny like he is everything that a human being could ever want to be but at the same time far beyond and above anything that a human being could be um and it was purely by looking at him and um and re-evaluating him that my heart fell in love with him all over again and uh, all the questions kind of they didn't fade away but they just took a, a back seat because all of a sudden my faith wasn't based on uh, how well I could reason things. It was, even though I think it's important to be able to reason your faith and, 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 and as, as the apostles will put it to, to, to work it out um, in fear and trembling. But, um, but it was actually more rooted in the relationship. It was more rooted in this uh, desire to be intimate with this person who, who transforms lives and who he himself was a transformed life, like a life that was unlike any other. So um, uh, I think that, yeah, the, the planting a seed, I think, yes, plant that seed, but plant it with, with the gospel and the gospel is, is a person. It's not an argument. Uh, the seed is not uh, whether or not God created the world or not. The seed is Jesus. Um, and so plant Jesus. Don't uh, plant ideology or debate or discussion. Answer those questions, and it's fine to answer those questions and answer them truthfully and with love. But um, but yeah, but focus on the 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 author and perfecter of our faith rather than the surrounding things of our faith. And maybe maybe we'll wrap up with that question um, uh, for the sake of recording. Uh, yeah. So yeah, thanks, Spads, for. No, thank you, man. Thank you. Um, that was really good. Yeah. Thank you. God bless. God bless.